Last week, we finished up our message series uh, in 1 Corinthians. We called it Crossroads, and uh, we took 10 weeks to read through 1 Corinthians together as a church. Our small groups were reading together and discussing it, and uh, if you weren't here last week, we mentioned, and I'll just remind you, we are going to be going into 2 Corinthians in January, so we're very excited about that, and our group leaders are excited Our teaching team is ready to dive in and and get started in 2 Corinthians. Our groups will start up the third week of January. So if you're not in a group, man, our groups were awesome this last semester. And uh, I I want to encourage you to think about that. If if groups aren't a part of your life, uh, I, I just want to tell you this is an awesome opportunity to go deeper in your understanding of the Bible. And, and it's an opportunity for you to build relationships that really have the potential to last a lifetime. And that's what our groups are for. So I hope you'll plan on that. But through this holiday season, uh, we're, we're going to be talking about the word hallelujah. I say hallelujah, you say? Hallelujah. Oh, you're so good. This is going to be fun, isn't it? We use the word hallelujah all the time, right? I mean, this is just, this is just a part of our culture, hallelujah. See, you're, you're right with me. Good job, Michael. You're a leader, Michael. That's, that's awesome. Just a part of our culture. You know, if you're, if you're driving around downtown doing a little Christmas shopping and you find that perfect parking spot, you say, hallelujah, right? And, and that might be, that might be a uh, reflection of the goodness of God or it might just be a snarky, uh, snarky, recognition of your good luck, depending on what your theology is, right? I will tell you, my wife is a prayer for parking spaces. Anybody here in the room, you pray for parking? Okay, a few of you. My wife swears God answers her prayers. He doesn't answer mine for parking spaces, but he answers her. So hallelujah is often happening in our car when we're looking for a parking space. Hallelujah is in lots of songs, right? Sound familiar to anybody? All right. We're going to have fun with that song. I grew up in the, in the 70s, uh, and there was, a, there was an old song that we sang with, with one word. Some of you will remember it. The word is hallelujah. Okay. Okay, you can stop that now. <laughs> this message is going to get real long if we keep that up. <laughs> but you... Zeke Zeke is leading the amens in the front row. He said, I'm here all week. (laughs) This is an awesome kid. In the 70s, I I remember uh, worship was a lot different in the 70s than it is now. And I remember these, these long seasons of worshiping with these very, very simple songs. If, if you remember this, you can, you can sing along with me. If you don't remember this song, it, it might be new to you. Hallelujah, do you remember this? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Now, hallelujah has become so common in our language, and not just within the church, but hallelujah is everywhere. You can find memes and gifs. Gif or jif? Gif. Gif. You, you can find all kinds of stuff with hallelujah. I don't, I don't think we often think about what the word means. Can I just unpack this for us this morning, just to kind of set a baseline for where we're going in this teaching series? Hallelujah in the Hebrew language, which is the language of the Old Testament, in the Hebrew language, hallelujah is made up of two Hebrew words. The first one is halal. And obviously you can see hale, halal. This is the first part of this, of this word. And halal just simply means to praise. And, and most often in the Old Testament, you'll find the word halal just translated simply praise. But, but it's a specific kind of praise. It can mean to boast or to celebrate. Uh, there's a root word to this, to this ancient Hebrew word that means to shine. So when you're praising the Lord, actually you, you are shining or maybe you're recognizing that the Lord shines. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? It, it can mean to make a show or to be clamorously foolish. Lots of joy there, okay? Now, as... as 21st century Montanans, we're not entirely comfortable with the clamorously foolish part, am I right? And yet there is a part of worship, there's a part of praising God that, that moves us to this place of, of passion for the goodness of God and the works of God that, that can lead us to be foolish at times in our praise. Halal. Second part of this word is the very simple Hebrew word, Yah. And Yah is the revealed name of God. It's a shortened form of Yahweh. We know that word, right? Uh, the King James Bible translated the name of God to be Jehovah. Uh, modern translators usually use Yahweh. A little, more, uh, a little more scholarship, a little more research has revealed that, 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 that we think that the ancient Hebrews would have pronounced his name Yahweh. Say his name with me, would you? Yahweh. Halal Yah. Say that with me. Halal Yah. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Praise. Praise God. Praise Yahweh. Let's be ridiculously foolish in praising you. Actually, today we're going to be a little more subdued. But I want us to move into to a place today of praising Yahweh together. Here's what's interesting. If you've got a Bible with you and it's a modern translation, uh, you might not find the word hallelujah very often in the Bible. Have you ever done a, a search to find out where hallelujah is in the Bible? You won't find it 
in very many English translations because most English translations today translate those two words, halal and yah, into just simply praise the Lord. But if you go to the Hebrew Bible, you will see hallelujah again and again and again in the Old Testament and particularly in the Psalms. Today, I want to take you to one of my favorite psalms. It's Psalm 116, and if you have a Bible with you this morning, you can turn there. If you've got an electronic device, you can turn there. I'm going to start with the NLT, the New Living Translation. I I want to read from that, and then later on, we're going to move into the message. And and so, uh, this is one of the psalms that uses the word hallelujah, At the end, many of the Psalms begin with hallelujah, just sets the stage for what's going to come. This Psalm ends with the word hallelujah. Now, as I was was reading through this Psalm this week and and doing my own ribbon chase, uh, I I, I, I asked the question, who wrote this Psalm? If you're new to the Psalms or you're new to the Bible, It's kind of interesting because the book of Psalms was not written by one person. Many, many, many of the Psalms were written by David, and there are a number of different authors of the Psalms that are attributed in the Psalms. This one has no name attached to it. And so I don't know what the writer was going through. I don't know why he wrote these kinds of things. Uh, I, I don't know what the background is to this psalm. I couldn't find anything. But this psalm is a psalm that moves me to praise the Lord. And I want us to start this morning by just reading this whole psalm uh, all the way through. And I'm, I'm not going to make a lot of commentary here. I just want to read from beginning to end. And, and understand, this is praise to the Lord. This is worship. It's poetry. It's beautiful. You ready? I love the Lord because he hears my voice. Okay, now I just said I'm not going to comment, but I'm going to stop right here and comment. (laughs) When you're reading your Bible in English, when you see the word the Lord that's in all caps, do you know what that means? That's the word Yahweh in the Hebrew language. And there's an ancient tradition that started with the Jews that they believed God's name was so holy that it couldn't be said out loud. And so they would always substitute the Lord for his name, okay? And our translators have continued that tradition. I believe God wants to know us. He's a good father. We have relationship with him. And so I believe that we can say his name. So this morning as I read... Is it okay with you if I just put his name back into this song? Okay. I love Yahweh because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. Death wrapped its ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of Yahweh. Please, Yahweh, save me. How kind Yahweh is. How good he is. So merciful, this God of ours. Yahweh protects those of childlike faith. 
I was facing death and he saved me. Let my soul be at rest again for Yahweh has been good to me. He has saved me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. And so I walk in Yahweh's presence as I live here on earth. I believed in you, so I said, I am deeply troubled, Yahweh. In my anxiety, I cried out to you, these people are all liars. What can I offer Yahweh for all he has done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise Yahweh's name for saving me. I will keep my promises to Yahweh in the presence of all his people. Yahweh cares deeply when his loved ones die. Oh Yahweh, I am your servant. Yes, I am your servant born into your household You have freed me from my chains. I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of Yahweh. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the house of the Lord, in the heart of Jerusalem. I think I missed a couple of Yahwehs in there, didn't I? And then it ends with, praise the Lord. Praise Yahweh or hallelujah. Now, here's a question that I want to ask today. And I'm curious what you think. Do you think hallelujahs, these praises to the Lord, are these only for times of joy? Is a hearty hallelujah only for when you find that perfect parking space? Or when you get a good deal on a Christmas present that you've been looking for all Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Are hallelujahs only for when life is good or is there a place for a hallelujah when life is hard? Is it possible that this poem that we just read, this psalm, is it possible that the writer of this psalm was breathing hallelujahs even when death wrapped its cords around his neck. Those were his words. Death wrapped its cords around my... Is there a place for a hallelujah when life is at its worst? I can can think of a lot of times in my life when I felt like Death was staring me in the face. I, I've never had a, I've never had a, um, a life-threatening illness. Many of you have. And, and you know what that's like to be facing death, literally. But there have been times in my life when I've faced death in different kinds of ways, and maybe you can relate to it. I can remember when everything I had worked for, and I, and I knew the trajectory of my life career-wise, and I had some kind of an experience that led me to a crisis and I felt like everything was over and everything I had prepared for was dead. And I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do with my life because this is not going anywhere. That's a kind of death you can face. Somebody walked in this morning and, uh, and, and, and approached me and needed prayer right now. 
because she'd gotten some news this morning of somebody who was facing a death crisis. And she says, it's critical. The church needs to pray. And I just stopped right there and we prayed together. In fact, I think it would be good if the church prays. Will you pray with me? Lord, Lord, you know this situation. You know this man who is facing death in this moment. God, we pray for you to intervene right now. Lord, if the cords of death are wrapped around him, we we pray, Jesus, that you will rescue him from the grave. Jesus, we stand in the gap and we proclaim life over this man in the powerful authority of Jesus Christ. Sometimes I think when we're facing these these critical moments in life where it just feels like like life is, is at stake or a dream is at stake or a relationship is at stake. Death is staring us in the face. Sometimes in those moments, it's so easy to feel like God isn't anywhere to be found and we step away. And the question that I want to ask today, is it, is it possible that there is a hallelujah even in those moments where it just seems like life is the darkest. And I, and I want to take some inspiration this morning from Psalm 116. We're going to come back to it in a moment. But, but also, I want to take some inspiration from some songs that turn our hearts towards God into a place of praise even during the hard times. And if you're taking notes this morning, here's the first thing that I want you to write down, and I, and I hope you'll remember this today. Think about this. Number one, when you're at the end of your rope, there is a broken hallelujah. Now, that phrase might be familiar to you. It, it comes from the work of a songwriter named Leonard Cohen. Are you familiar with Leonard Cohen's work? Some of you are, some of you might not be. Uh, Leonard Cohen, he's he's passed now, uh, no longer living, uh, but he was a celebrated songwriter, interesting songwriter. He was Jewish, and so a lot of his work uh, has a very strong Jewish perspective, Um, and and he, he really struggled to gain any traction as Uh, as a songwriter. In fact, his most famous song, Hallelujah, was rejected by his recording company the first time that he recorded and and released it. But it's interesting because Cohen, uh, although he was a man of, of faith by upbringing, he had become very, very cynical about God. in in his lifetime. I I don't really know why, I don't know what he faced, but I I know he was a cynic. And if you you don't know his his music, um, this song that's so famous goes like this. Hallelujah, hallelujah, 
Now the lights are coming on, aren't they? You know who I'm talking about. Okay? It's become very familiar to us, this song. And interestingly, if you know the song well, you'll know that this song is a cynical song. It's beautiful, isn't it? But it's a cynical song. In fact, this morning, um, or last night, I was singing through this, and, and my family was listening, and they said, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, Poppy. And Nikki said that. It's beautiful, Poppy. And, and then Chris said, my friend Holly hates that song. <laughs> Why? Because it's cynical. Well, maybe there's a God above, but all I've ever learned from love was how to shoot at someone who outdrew you. And it's not a cry that you hear at night. It's not someone who's seen the light. It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah. Here's what's interesting. In Judaism, there are blessings for the bad as well as for the good. In fact, when everything is falling to pieces, Jews say hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. As I was researching, I found this very interesting joke that Jews will tell. And it goes like this. There were two rabbis who were debating late into the night. And at the end of the night, they both decided that they had concluded that there is no God. But the next Shabbat, one of those rabbis saw the other rabbi going to the synagogue. And so he approached his friend and he said, I thought we had decided that there is no God. And his friend responded and said, yes, we did. But what does that have to do with anything? Hallelujah. 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 I think one of the reasons this song has grabbed our imagination is because there's a seed of truth here that even if I've lost faith in everything else, there's still a broken hallelujah that moves me back in the direction of God. 
to use the language of the psalmist, when you're at the end of your rope, there is a broken hallelujah. Let me take you back now to Psalm 116, and I want to pull this apart a little bit. And, and rather than having you follow along in your Bibles, just, just watch the screens. I, I want you to see the verses of this psalm in which the, the writer describes this struggle with death. He says this, death stared me in the face. Hell was hard on my heels. Up against it, I didn't know which way to turn. And then I cried out to Yahweh for help. Please, Yahweh, I cried out, save my life. Yahweh is gracious It is he who makes things right, our most compassionate Yahweh. Yahweh takes the side of the helpless. When I was at the end of my rope, he saved me. And then this verse I think is critical. It says, I stayed faithful. Though I was overwhelmed, and despite a ton of bad luck, Despite giving up on the entire human race, saying they're all liars and cheats. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been at the place where there's not one person that you know you can rely on because everybody has disappointed you and let you down? There's one word. Hallelujah. And like Cohen said, it's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah. But here's the value. It orients you towards God. Just this one word can orient you to God so that you can be ready for his intervention whenever it might come. Say it with me. Hallelujah. Would, would you close your eyes and, and pray with me? We're not done. I'm going to pick this up again in a second, so don't get excited. But just, just pray with me, would you? God, I know there are a bunch of us in this room today that are struggling with the same kinds of things that the psalm writer struggled with. We're staring death in its face. Hell is nipping at our heels. For many of us, that's not figurative language. It feels like the literal truth today. There are some of us who have given up on the entire human race because there's been nothing in our lives but disappointment and betrayal and hurt. And today, God, I just want to invite you to give us the breath in our lungs to whisper hallelujah. Maybe it's the only word we have. Maybe today we can't sing it is well with my soul. We're not there yet. But God, would you give us enough breath to just say hallelujah.
Would you say it with me? Hallelujah. One more time. Hallelujah. When you're at the end of your rope, there is a broken hallelujah. Now, here's the second thing I want to share with you today. And we see this. We see this in Psalm 116. When you're showered with blessings, there's a thankful hallelujah. We like these ones. We just celebrated Thanksgiving. Did, did you, be, before you enjoyed your big turkey meal, did you pray and did you give thanks? I, I know every family has different traditions. Our family tradition, my dad always prays uh, a very, um, how do I even describe it? My dad always gets a little tearful at Thanksgiving because he begins to thank the Lord for his goodness. And, and my dad's not a crier. He's not a big crier. But there's, there's this emotion that turns up because God has been good. And, and so that prayer around the Thanksgiving, I know some of you probably went around the table and shared what are you most thankful for today or this year, what, you know, and, and, and when, when things are good, when, we, when we're showered with blessings, that, that comes from Psalm 116, there's a thankful hallelujah that is joyful and triumphant and clamorous even. And it's beautiful. And it's important because once we've experienced the rescue of Yahweh, you want to stay in that place of connection with him that maybe was a struggle when you were, when you were hurting. There's a, there's a song that I've been listening to for, for decades by a songwriter named Richard Smallwood. He wrote this song in the, in the 1980s. And uh, he lifted the lyrics right from Psalm 116. It's called, I Love the Lord. And um, I, I played it through and sang it at the top of my lungs in my living room, but I am not a gospel singer. So I decided to just play a snippet for you, okay? But, but I, I want you to hear just some of the music that comes from these times of hallelujahs when we've been showered with blessings. Just... This is just about, I don't know, 30 seconds. Listen, and if you're on Facebook, we have to mute you or we get kicked off of Facebook. Don't you love Facebook? Um, so, but but just, just listen, and if you're online, just look at the words on your screen. L listen to this. How many of you have heard this song? Am 
I the only one? Okay, a couple people. So I, I, I heard this song the first time. Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston recorded this song uh, for the soundtrack for the album The Preacher's Wife. You remember that movie from the 90s? And, and I remember there's just a snippet of it that made the cut in the movie. And Whitney Houston is singing this, and she is joyful, and she's singing at the top of her lungs. And, and you can just feel, and obviously she's an actress and an artist, but there was a, there was a resonance that e- even comes through the film that this is a woman who had experienced the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God. And, and I believe she probably chose this song because it spoke to her uh, about how good God was uh, in her times of trouble. This week, as I was, as I was just listening to music and, and, and listening to this song in particular, I found a, uh, a video clip on YouTube of Whitney Houston singing this song later in her life. And of course, you know Whitney Houston died a very tragic death and, and her struggle with substance abuse was really well publicized. And, and later in, in life, she performed this song live and you can see, you can hear in this performance her defiant declaration of faith that I love the Lord. He heard my cry and when troubles rise, I will trust in the Lord. Listen, when, when you have experienced the goodness of God and he has delivered you and you've, you've had these experiences in which he is so real and so palpable, those experiences will carry you through the next hard time you have. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And, and, and I, I think if you want to go and listen to some of these Whitney performances, you might enjoy them and they might inspire your faith as well. Even though she had a very tragic end, she trusted in the Lord. And listen, when you trust him, you come to this place where you say, I love the Lord. Let me take you back to Psalm 116. I love the Lord. I love Yahweh because he listened to me. You hear how it's past tense? The writer is looking back on his life and saying, Yahweh, listen to me. He listened as I begged for mercy. He listened so intently as I laid out my case before him. Verse seven, I said to myself, relax and rest. Yahweh has showered you with blessings. Soul, you've been rescued from death. I, you've been rescued from tears. And you, foot, you were kept from stumbling. I love how he talks to himself. Verse nine, I'm striding in the presence of Yahweh alive in the land of the living. Remember, there was a time when the cords of death were wrapped around his, now he's been rescued. What are you gonna do? Well, you're gonna praise. Verse 12, what can I give back to Yahweh for the blessings he's poured out on me? I'll lift high the cup of salvation, a toast to Yahweh. I'll pray in the name of Yahweh. I'll complete what I promised Yahweh I'd do. I'll do it together with his people. Why do we gather together and worship together? It's because Yahweh has been good to us. 
And we come together and we give him our worship in the presence of his people. This verse was a little bit of a mystery to me when I was studying. Uh, He says, when they arrive at the gates of death, Yahweh welcomes those who love him. When I was studying, I asked the question, what is this verse doing here? This one seems really depressing. It's talking about people who don't make it out of death. And and what I discovered was the psalmist put this line in here because he had made peace with the fact that when our loved ones die, they're going right into the presence of the Lord. They're going into the presence of the Lord and and there there is joy at the welcome party in heaven. Do you know that? You need to know that. If you missed my message last week about resurrection, you need to know that one of the reasons resurrection is so important is because this life is not all there is. Yahweh welcomes his loved ones into his presence. Oh, Yahweh, here I am, your servant, your faithful servant, set me free for your service. I'm ready to offer the thanksgiving sacrifice and pray in the name of Yahweh. I'll complete what I promised Yahweh I'd do. I'll do it in the company with his people, in the place of worship, in Yahweh's house, in Jerusalem, Yahweh's city. Hallelujah. When you're showered with blessings, there's a thankful hallelujah. What are you thankful for today? What, what are you saying hallelujah for today? Just one, one more time, would you, would you close your eyes? Yahweh, thank you. Thank you for the goodness you've showered on us. Yahweh, Thank you for bringing us back into this place of life. Some of us have literally been rescued from death. Some of us have experienced miraculous healing. Some of us have been on the brink and you have brought us back and we say, thank you. Yahweh, some of us are still in the struggle, but we look back on the Seasons of our life where we remember how you, how you rescued us. Some of us can look back on the seasons where we thought everything was going to end in disaster and all of a sudden it all turned around because you, Yahweh, rescued us. Today we say thank you. We say praise the Lord. We say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh...
Now I want to ask you, we're going to sing this again. And I want to ask you this morning, is your hallelujah a broken hallelujah? Or is it a thankful hallelujah? Which is it for you today? Would you answer that question for yourself? And then would you sing this with me? from whatever place you are in. If it's a place of brokenness this morning, maybe all you have to give him is just the word. But in singing the word, would you just turn your face toward him? See what happens. And if your hallelujah this morning is a thankful hallelujah, as we sing this, would you just begin going over in your mind all the reasons you have to be thankful, all the reasons you have to give him praise, all the reasons you have to give him a hallelujah. So whatever place you're in, would you sing hallelujah? Hallelujah.
good that he has told us his name. This just came to, came to me as we were singing. His name is Yahweh. There was a meme going around Facebook a couple years ago that mentioned that Yahweh is just breath. Do you know when you breathe in and you breathe out, you're breathing his name. Yahweh. Hallelujah is just giving voice to that breath that brings you into the presence of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after me. Your goodness is running after It's running after me. Your goodness is running out, it's running out, with my life laid down, I surrender now, I give you everything, your goodness is running out, okay, let's get a, let's get a little wild here, your goodness is running out, it's running out, Maybe wild for you, it's just raising your hand. Your goodness is running out, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running out, it's running after me. Your goodness, your goodness is running out, it's running out. Life laid down, surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running out. 
All right, let's pray. God, thank you for giving us your name. Thank you, God, for the invitation to hallelujah. I pray, Lord, that this Christmas season, you will fill our lungs with hallelujahs everywhere we turn. I pray, God, that you will turn our minds and our hearts towards hallelujah. Praise Yahweh. I pray that you will show us things, just, just, just let us see things that lift us into this praise of hallelujah. I, I pray, Lord, that we will hear songs and that will turn our hearts to hallelujah. For those of us, Lord, that are in this season of broken hallelujahs, give us the breath to just whisper hallelujah in the good times and the bad. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Amen, amen.